Galit Friedlander. I've worn many hats in the dance world over the last 15 plus years and have created Dance Speak as a platform for people in the dance industry to share their stories and blueprints for success. So listen up and get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and get personal with the people behind the movements you love. I am sitting here with Casey Tiny Gasho. Yes. <laughs> Credits include dancing for artists such as French Montana, Chris Brown, Psy, Victoria Justice, NBA, Adidas, Coca-Cola, and a bunch of other things, people. Yeah. But I don't even like... <laughs> I'm so awkward, geez. No, you're not. Uh, you're the best. Thanks. <laughs> and how we know each other is I remember you did a project with Sam Allen. Like a music video, yeah. something that, I don't know if it ever came to see the day of light. Oh my gosh. That's what, because I remember seeing, we had different groups. That's right, it was the longest day ever. Yes, and they had really good food. Yes, that food truck. It was the best food truck in the world. <laughs> I need to find who they are again. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, wow. Yeah, and I saw it. That was a while ago. That was when I first moved to L.A., so that had to have been like three and a half years ago. Yep. Yeah, because that was like one of the first things I did. I remember being because I knew Sam from a previous thing on the East Coast, and he was like, "Come through to this, you're gonna kill it." <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> and exactly I was like, it. "Okay." <laughs> yeah, and that's you so did because that's how I remembered you. I looked at the screen. I like it was like playback or so I there was some screen for whatever reason we could see what everyone was doing and I was like oh she's smashing you know how you sometimes get used to a lot of talent yeah 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 and then like I was like she's like smashing <laughs> um so that is yeah you killed it shout out to Sam Allen we went yeah. to high school together in college LaGuardia <laughs> yeah nice awesome yeah. my gosh he's so talented he is so Love him. <laughs> so you're a dancer a teacher, a badass. You have a clothing line. Yep. We'll talk about that later. How did you get into dancing? And can you speak about your background also with gymnastics? Yes. So I started competing in gymnastics when I was mm, probably 13. Before that, I had done martial arts my whole life. What? Um, my dad owned a karate school. So I did. Yes, ninja. Yeah, I literally grew up on the karate mat, like learning how to walk. I learned how to roll. I like. I mean, I learned everything like tactile wise from my dad. What kind much. of martial arts? I don't know anything about. Um, just karate. It's basically a, a mixed martial arts mm -hmm. um, style. Um, but yeah, it was great for discipline. Um, learning. I also kind of learned how to dance because. It's like you do routines that are like kind of like, you know, like Tai Chi has like choreographed movements. So mm -hmm. it, it was like learning how to like move my body at a young age. And then we started to do like rolls and like more agile movements. And it made me like I just wanted to tumble constantly. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I wanted to do it. My mom was like, you got to get in gymnastics. So. I got into gymnastics later because, of course, my dad wants me to be a ninja for life. And can I just pause, like, for yeah. one second? What are some examples of the discipline that it takes to do karate and what you learned from it that early? It was just learning how to follow instruction. And when somebody asks you a question, you respond. Like, very basic 
things, but mm-hmm. some things that like respect wise, right, aren't taught sometimes to our kids. Like, you know, like this person's older than you or they are higher ranking than you, you should respond to them when they ask you a question. Or just standing still without touching or fidgeting, right? That's like a a mental connection to your own body. And like those are things that like were really hard, especially if you're a kid, you're like, yeah. (laughs) Like I was always like a hair person. I love my hair so I would be like touching my hair and my dad of course can't treat me any differently he would be like Casey you know and I'm like oh you know so like it, it was just like understanding like how to control things and like your body even like you know like mentally and then also physically at the same time and respecting elders and it was is so good for kids in my mm-hmm. opinion like I feel like I just understood respect and Um, just how to talk to people the right way at a very young age, and I think that's so important for Uh, kids. That's huge. Okay, bad me, turn off... Have I done this before? (laughs) (laughs) Cell phones taking over life. (laughs) That's so funny. Part Uh, part of me also drinking my... You're good. Meal. Your meal. Drinking, Drinking meals. I don't normally do that. It's just so I don't get hangry. This is our future, guys. This is tying me over. (laughs) I sometimes have two breakfasts, two lunches, two dinners. That's good. Fitness life. Yes. (laughs) Tangent. Okay, bring it back. (laughs) So you got into gymnastics. I love this. So after karate, (laughs) my mom was like, you're going to go in gymnastics. I was like, okay, cool. Um... And in gymnastics, because there is a lot of dance element to it, uh, we actually were, we had to take ballet alongside of our gymnastics training. It was a pretty serious gym that I went to. Um, and I moved up in levels really fast because you have to start for a certain age, a certain level. And I was just like getting through all the qualifications and I moved up to like the elite level very quickly. And I was like 15 at the time, I think, when I was like elite level. And um, I loved competing. It was so much fun. And, but it also really made me realize that, you know, <laughs> competition is, is, is fierce. Like, you know, people would act like, you know, they're your friend in the gym. But then as soon as competition came, it was like a flip switched. And that was something about gymnastics that I didn't really love is like my friends who I would be very close to would then all of a sudden, because I won a lot, would feel resentment or would literally stand up next to me and be like, you know, with the most toot ever and then not talk to me for like a week. And it was like, you're getting mad at me because I beat you at something. This is so silly. You know, and it was instead of congrat, like I always yeah. congratulate other people of their victories, and I would never get like, why, why? Do you feel like it's like that in the dance world with auditions? Yeah, I feel like sometimes it reminds me of that. It's not quite as intense. People aren't like that, but you know, it's just it's a it was like a a thing that I learned at that age, like as a teenager. I was like, whoa, like okay, and it was kind of like a weird, harsh reality of like learning how to let people in and then not you know friend wise so it was just really that was a weird time in my life where I was like I love gymnastics so much but I hated this other social crap that came along with it 
um, and just like even now dance moms and like the whole drama of like the moms bickering it's just like that in gymnastics it is the same crap and it's so unfortunate because this is supposed to be something fun and a release for kids and a way for them to channel negativity in a positive way and it was just like you know it's just like why are we even having all this drama yeah it doesn't it's have so, to be that way yeah but it's it's like that unfortunately um so after being in gymnastics for a while I unfortunately but who knows maybe this is fortunately I broke my back what <laughs> yeah so I have um scoliosis it's like very minor a lot of people Her who are design. dancers or uh gymnasts have scoliosis it's just basically what scoliosis is is like a is just a curve in your spine um mm-hmm. and I have two curves and I guess after just tumbling so much for so long I started creating stress fractures in my mm-hmm. spine and it was like I I had one for a long time and then it was when the second one happened that I felt everything and I was just like I knew something was so wrong but it was weird right because it's like not like oh my god my leg it's broken look at it (laughs) like it was like I just felt nauseous I felt sick I just like I couldn't stand I was like and I'm like still doing gymnastics and I'm like I don't know what's going on like pushing my body like to the Even limit. Even felt sick. Yeah, because like internally it just made me nauseous, and I went to the doctor and they were like, "Well, it's either a tumor or it's your back is broken." I'm like, "Okay, well neither of those are good." <laughs> I was also I was 16 when this oh happened, and if you're a 16 year old girl and like I mean if you like break a nail, you're like my life is over. <laughs> You know, like, because you're dealing with your hormones and, like, you don't know how to process anything. So, So, like, I literally was, like, my life is over. Like, because I wanted to go to college for gymnastics. Like, that was my goal. So, I knew that that was not going to happen anymore. So, it was, like, my future had just completely the path I was on was, like, no, you're not going to do this. So, I just felt so lost. So, I had, I did nothing for eight months straight I couldn't do anything I had to just I had a back brace and I had to just wear it every day I had to wear huge baggy clothes I'll never forget it was in the summer and it was it was the worst summer ever like I was and I'm already like a teenage brat so like it's like I felt terrible for my parents so shout out to the parents because I love (laughs) you for like dealing with me at that time because I was effing miserable like the most miserable But my mom was like, you're driving me crazy. You need to do something with your life. I did track. Why? That's so stupid. No, like, you know, afterwards, like, I was like, oh, I'll do track and field. And, like, I'll start running. Dumb. Why? Like, who runs for fun? Stupid. (laughs) That was not my my destiny, so I quit that. (laughs) And then I did a couple other sports here and there, and I was like, nope, nope. And my mom's like, why don't you get back into dance? Like, you always, like, love dance. And I was like, okay. So I started taking a, a hip-hop class, and I don't know, because you're the, from the East Coast, maybe you'll... Do you know who Rennie Harris is? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, like, so he's major. Rennie Harris is my first hip-hop teacher ever. Right? Crazy. And 
I actually like this is actually before gymnastics. I took like one class at his studio. I saw one of his shows. He had a show that I think was like on Broadway, like briefly or something. Yes, I he did. I can't remember so the name. So many of it. years ago, but. I, like, secretly, like, back when I was in Philly, I like, wanted to be in that show, like, oh, wow. so bad, and was like, this is, like, amazing, because he was my teacher, but um, I started taking hip-hop classes at this random studio where he taught, but he left, and then I still kept taking hip-hop there, and I, like, I liked it, but it was, like, you know, like, studio hip-hop, I can't explain it any other way than that, but I took ballet jazz I never did tap I did um, salsa partnering um, swing dance I took everything and I loved it but um, I like it wasn't quite like enough and then I took a breaking class in Philly and with my teacher at the time and like two other students and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. My hands were bleeding when I left because it was winter time. And you know how your hands get all cracked and crap? And, like, it was my skin was so dry and your hands were being stretched in these weird positions that you're not used to. And it was the most painful thing ever. But I loved it because I was like, this is, like, gymnastic e. But dance, my mom was, like, mortified. She's like, you cannot be a break dancer. She's like, because you, like, we just went through this whole thing with gymnastics, and you're on spring floor safely, but now you want to throw your body on concrete? I was like, yes! (laughs) Like, who does that? So Yeah. Did you know yeah. if your body could even, like, endure? No, I didn't at the time. I think it was just something I was like, I'm doing this. Like, my body had healed, and I... You know, I'd asked my doctor if it's okay to start doing things again. They obviously suggested not to go back to gymnastics. But I'm like, I'm not going to, like, not do what I want to do or live my life the way I want to live my life just because, like, of this injury that happened once. Like, that's just so silly. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So how did you transition into becoming a professional dancer, and what was that choice like? Um, well... (laughs) Before even realizing I was going to do that, I went to college for four years. Awesome. What, where did you go? What's your I went to uh, Penn State University. Awesome. And I got into main campus as a freshman, which is, like, a big deal. Um, so I was like, wow, like, holy crap, okay. So I auditioned for the dance team, like, the, <laughs> the Lionettes, like, jazz, palm. And I went down in the most flames ever. Like, I, I came out crying to my mom. I was like, I suck at dance. Like, apparently, all those years of training, I have no idea what the frick I was doing because clearly it wasn't ready. I'm not ready for this. And I was devastated because I'd already said yes to getting into the university. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to dance for four years. Like, what the F am I going to do? We're in the middle of Pennsylvania, okay? So, like, I'm thinking that's it so there's like this student fair thing where all the student like groups on campus come and there was this hip-hop group and I was like what and it was called Ram Squad which stands for raw aesthetic movement and they were freestyling at the the fair and they had like a circle going and I was like what is this I was like this is sick and they did they had a guy who was doing locking, like straight up locking, popping. There was a guy doing crumping. There was another guy who was a b-boy. And I was like, this is 
everything that I want to be. Like, I was like, yes. So (laughs) I joined that crew and I ended up becoming the president of that crew. And I ran battles at Penn State. We started this thing called Rhythm Spotlight. And it's a huge, if you look up Rhythm Spotlight, um, it's a huge breaking event now um, at Penn State where like UDEF comes and films it and they put it um, like online. Like it's a big event now. So it's pretty cool to like realize like I was a part of that growth. So it was pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, But being at Penn State made me realize like, I want to be a dancer. Like, this is what I'm going to do when I leave here. Um, and I ended up being a teacher for Penn State University as a student. I read it. Yeah. Um, what happened was, is their hip hop teacher left and I was a sophomore at the time. And they were like, Casey, like you're the best hip hop person we have. Like, do you want to teach class? And I was like, yeah, because I had already been through the dance program as far as, like, the hip-hop, like, the highest level hip-hop you could take. And they were like, why don't you just start your own hip-hop class? And I had to teach, like, the history of hip-hop and, like, give exams about that and, like, teach the history, which obviously I learned from my crew and everything. And then, like, you know, we had to put together a routine so that they could perform at the end of the year semester and it was just such a cool experience because I had like students and they were like older than me, most of them. Um, it was pretty cool. And a lot of them ended up joining Ram Squad because they loved like the class so much. So it was pretty, that was like my first taste of teaching ever in my life. That's so amazing. I want to ask you a couple questions about that. How did you structure the classes? Because I know in college, Sometimes mm. classes are not the same length as at studios. It'll be like three hours. Yeah. How did you structure it and the syllabus and balance it out with your schoolwork? Yeah. I mean, our class was on the weekends, which was weird. So it was like an elective mm-hmm. for most people. I think it was Sundays. <laughs> Super random. And then like, because we had to, like, we were sharing it with like the dance minor program, right? So we're not the first priority. So... Yeah, I did Sundays for like an. It was only like an hour. That was it. Awesome. And like, so cool. and then I think we had another day during the week too, like a Thursday in the middle of the day. So like one day would be like half talking and like instruction, um, and history. Like, but you know, you I coincided that with teaching. Like, say that we're doing locking, right? Mm-hmm. Like teaching locking steps, but telling them about the steps and where they're from and the history of Don Campbell Lock and all this, like, you know, and all the crews and how that started. So it was, like, finding ways to pair the history while being, like, active in movement. Um, And then, like, I showed, like, different dance movies and stuff as well. So just keep it fun. And, like, you know, it's college. Like, you know, like, they're doing this as an elective. So, like, it's not, like, their life. Like, it's my life, but it's not their life. So it was, like, finding interesting ways to make it um, creative and fun for them as well. Um, And it was just crazy because, like, I honestly had never, like, my teacher didn't really do that. So I I always find it very interesting, like, that, like, that was all just, like, me, like, just putting that out into the universe. I was like, wow, like, pretty good considering it's, like, my first time teaching ever. I think I just took it so seriously because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, teaching for Penn State. Like, I can't, like, be half-ass about this it needs to be like legit so but um I met my boyfriend at the time Brian there and 
Brian and I started choreographing together. And that was when I was like, okay, choreography, right? Like, <laughs> there's another side of dance that's not freestyle. Because, like, the whole time I'm learning freestyle forms of hip-hop. And then we started to, you know, combine that with, like, you know, YouTube had just been born when I was in college. So we would watch all... I think it was, like, Lyle Benega's class. Like, there was this video called... Uh, he, it was Nike Boots. That was, like, his, like, huge video at the time. I remember we were, like, watch that and just be like, wow! Like, we couldn't, like, <laughs> wait to, like, ever take a class like that. Like, on that level, you know? Wow. So we were just, like, let's, like, try to aspire to, like, be that. And then I was, like, I'm bringing these people here. Screw that. Like, I don't... Like, we deserve the same kind of experience, even because we're in college. Like, that's what this is all about, is learning. So, like, let's bring the best here, because we're not the best. We're just doing the best that we can. Mm -hmm. So, I flew in at the time, Gigi Torres, Candace Brown, April, like, when they were doing their Essence tour Mm -hmm. way back when, Um, Chuck Maldonado, Luam. I love Luam. Um... And the Jabberwockies. That's ill. Yeah. What, it was crazy. What did you learn from your perspective of flying people in about being a teacher? Meaning, you probably got, you know, a lot of communication from that other end. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You got to see a, almost a third eye perspective. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you learned from that? Um, teaching? I just, you know, you always got to like give those people the respect that they deserve like everyone you know like know your worth kind of Mm -hmm. a thing it was like you know like we're a university we don't have a lot of money but like we fundraised all the money to get them to come out Mm -hmm. and it was like we I wanted to give them their rates that they Mm -hmm. had because I was like no like we'll figure a way you know to make it happen um and they were just so amazing that they came and they just like how they they taught was just like you know they they really taught like you know we're the up and coming generations of what's to come so like they were really like great with us like every single person um the Jabberwockies was a special special situation because the new kids on the block were on tour with them and they came to Penn State so I was like I'm making I don't know how this is gonna happen I'm gonna go their tour bus I don't know what I'm gonna do but I'm getting them to teach a class I somehow, I don't know how I did this to this day, got in contact with their manager, like the the tour manager of New Kids on the Block, and I was like, who's the Jabberwockies manager? Who is that person? Who do I need to speak to to make this happen? Finally got somebody's contact. I talked to her, and she was like, yes, we can totally do this. This is their rate, da 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 And they were, like, the most chill. Like, and this is, like, when Jabba, they had just come off, ABDC at the time. So our campus was like losing their minds. They were like, oh my God, the Jabberwockies are coming here? Like they're going to teach a class here. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And we use that like almost as a fundraiser too for us. So like we of course paid them their full rate, but we as an organization made money, which was awesome because, you know, it funded other future endeavors for education for us just from that one workshop. So that was pretty cool. That's incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. That was, like, seriously, like... And it was all of them. Like, it was just, like, you know, it was the best. It was, like, 
for me, that was like my favorite thing ever, like that I put together at Penn State was that workshop because it was just, it just happened so organically. And it was like, this is just meant to happen. This is so great. But you're also like <laughs> boldly taking the leadership for it. Yeah. So that's kudos. Yeah. It was important for me to like, cause I know how hungry I was. And like, I, I knew there had to be other people who were just as hungry as me. Even if it was just to have fun mm-hmm. and use it as an outlet, it was so important to me that like people had these opportunities. Like just because we're in the middle of Pennsylvania doesn't mean we can't find culture and diversity and educate ourselves more. It's you know? a great time to enrich yourself because mm-hmm. you don't have the same types of worries normally that you will like after college. Yeah, and <laughs> speaking about college, a little spiel of kids listen to this yeah. is please... You don't have to go to college. So this is not a speech about going to college, but education, no matter what it is that you decide to do, is important in furthering your craft, whatever it is. Even if it's online classes or taking a seminar just on one thing, it's so like just do that. Like it doesn't yeah. you don't have to get a degree. Like a degree doesn't really mean anything. In certain industries, yes it does, but in the dance world, not as much. So, like, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to go to school for dance, go to school for dance. But maybe you should think about what else it is you're going to do. Like, because you're not just going to dance. Right? You're not going to dance forever. You yeah. can't. It's not physically possible. You can choreograph. But still, you're going to. Like, you know, like, you have to come at it from a business perspective always. So, like, I always tell guys, I'm like, look, if you don't know what you're going to do, just say you're going to go to college for this and, like, do business as a minor. Like, something, anything, yeah. like, don't just do dance, because you already know how to dance. Yeah, I did, um, I got my BA in, I was first going to do theater, and then I ended up getting it in communication, and it was, like, it was even just the uh, discipline of going to class mm-hmm. and being around, I knew that I was going to be around people that might hire me one day also. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> part of the master plan. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, b- being around a certain, even just way of speaking and diversity of topics, I felt like it grew my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I procrastinated horribly, I always did too oh, many things. It's that's months. college life. <laughs> Procrastination to oh. the last second. <laughs> oh, my God. I, there was one so year. So many times. There was one year that I was an RA. I um, had a full, you know, course load. I started my own dance crew that was, like, an organized... It's our recognized organization at SC. So I was also teaching and choreographing. And then I was also a tutor. Wow. And I think there was, like, something amazing. out. I was so stressed. Yeah, that's a lot. I was, like, nobody, like, top, like could tell me to quit anything. Yeah. But I was, like, breaking down, like, every day. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Do you have any recommendations to teachers who would like to go to colleges and teach on campus to different crews or... Um, I think, obviously, um, for me, here's here's my struggle, is this teaching opportunity for me was just kind of given to me, right? Mm -hmm. And I just took it and ran with it. Now, if somebody had found out that I was doing that, right, they would probably be like, well, she's not qualified to do that, right? So, and I agree. (laughs) But there's something about just being in the moment and just going for what you want that's Mm -hmm. so important in anything. So if you want to be a teacher at a university and you feel that you are qualified to do that or that this is something you just feel like right now this makes sense, you should do it. And screw what other people think and the credit 
situation. Mm-hmm. If you feel that you are qualified to do it, I feel like you should. And like I, I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, no. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, you know, you have to be in the industry for this long and work with all these artists. And I'm like, yeah, that that is true. That is a good part of it, but it doesn't mean that because maybe like this person hasn't necessarily done it that they don't have anything to teach. Yeah. My you best know? teachers um, growing up, it wasn't about... I, I'm curious still what their resumes were. Right. But their resumes, in terms of professional work, may have been short, but their teaching background right. was insane. Like Right. Yeah, and, like, and I agree with you. Like, when I think about my favorite teachers, it wasn't the people who were working in the industry. It wasn't people who had danced with Beyonce or whoever. It was, like, they were just Miss Carla. Yeah. And Miss Carla is the bomb, like you know. And you're just like, there's so, you have to have a certain personality for that. Like you know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm the ish. I dance with Beyonce, and you can learn a thing or two from me. Ka ka ka. Like you know, <laughs> like cool. Yeah, I probably will. But there's something about being like that standout teacher who like really teaches you something that like forever will live within you. Like that's what you know, like, that's what makes a good teacher, is, like, yeah. remembering that, because, like, not everybody who teaches is like that, right, they're just trying to get the, the counts in, and teach you a routine, and that's it, and go home, mm-hmm. so that's not how I teach, or how I approach teaching, but everyone teaches differently, so. What came after college, so what was that transition like? Oh, man, <laughs> well, I moved to New York City, I wanted to go to LA right after school, but my significant other at the time was like, we gotta go to New York, like, let's do this. And I'm like, okay, like, let's do it. Um, so I wasn't really about it. And I'm also from Pennsylvania, okay? Like, my whole like life. Like, Pennsylvania? Yes, like, I grew up in a log cabin in the no. woods. stop it, that's so cool. My dad was in a bluegrass band. I played bluegrass growing up. Yes! <laughs> like, bluegrass guitar, like, yeah, like, finger picking. Yeah, so... That's so cool. Yeah, like my family made a CD. <laughs> like yes! Like Did you play at fairs? Oh, we used to go to fairs, yeah, all the time. Camping and then go play That's music. amazing. Yeah, and it, it was it was pretty cool. It's also funny, like, now, because I'm, like, this breakdancing, <laughs> tattooed-covered hip-hop person. <laughs> it's, like, the furthest thing from, like, when I was, like raised in you know what I mean that's what culture does do I guess I but I that. <laughs> it's crazy so it was a really big <laughs> culture shock for me to move from Pennsylvania to New York City because I mean I'm, I grew up in Pennsylvania in which is school in okay. the Penn State is a very culture diversified campus I will say that but it's still in the middle of nowhere Pennsylvania it was like a it's like a safety bubble you know, it's like, you're on your own, but we're all together, you know, protected. And then I went to New York and it was just so effing real. I was like, people are so rude here. Like, hold the door open. Get up for a girl when she's trying to sit on the train. Like, why are you all bombarding the train doors as they open? Oh my God. I was like, it was just so much people, like just people like 
in your face, down the street, up the stairs, in the elevator, on the train again, you know? I was like, whoa. This is so cool because I grew up in that. Oh, my God. I knew until I went to the suburbs for college and went crazy because I was like, where are all the people? Where are all these people? And why is everyone so nice? (laughs) Like, it's just so, it, it was, for me, I was like, oh, my God. And, like, I'm thinking, how does anyone live here? Like, I was like, I can't live like this. first three months I lived in New York City I was stressed because I just was trying to adapt to the new lifestyle I lived at 49th and 9th right down the street from Broadway Dance Center so I became a work study there smart and took classes for five dollars and it was great I trained with Luam I trained with Rhapsody I took Sheila Barker's jazz class I took ballet with Andre Silantiev. I love him. And like I just I took every class I could possibly take. Um because yes, I trained at Penn State, but you know, I'm trying I'm taking from the same teachers for mm-hmm. 4 years. That's not the same kind of training, right? I wanted to diversify myself as much as possible if I wanted to be a professional dancer, which is what that was the goal. I was like, okay, going to get signed to an agent. Let's do this. <laughs> My significant other, Brian, he is, was a, you know, he's a white guy, tall, tattoos, manly looking. So, like, he is very, like, bookable, I guess is the word I want to yes. use. Like, there's not many white guys out there, like, who are good dancers. And the other two white, strong male dancers in New York City at the time were Brian and Scott Nicholson. Oh, wow. And, like, so, like, I don't know. We just all were kind of in the same knit of Mm -hmm. people taking the same classes doing this and that and Brian just started he he got signed and just was booking 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 and I'm just like shit like I I could not get signed I just couldn't do it and then I remember Cleartown had an audition and Brian and Scott they all like were the people all doing the audition and they were like Casey we got you like don't worry like just come in and like kill it like how you do I, like, killed it. Like, and Brian Scott were talking to everybody about me and never, never got signed. And they were like, sorry, we just have too many people who look like you. I was like, that is not a real answer. What do you think it was? I don't know. Maybe maybe they really did mean that. I just think it just wasn't meant to be at that time. And then I think I went to MSA also, and then they were like, yeah, I just don't think you're a right fit for us because I was so hip-hop and, like, breaking and freestyle. They're, they're more musical theater in New York City, mm-hmm. and they were just like, I just don't know that you're going to fit in here. I mean, I went for, like, a good year and a half with, like, nothing, how which you, was devastating. How do you pick yourself up, or, like, how did you... I mean, I always had breaking and freestyle. Like, that was, like, my go-to for stress relief mm-hmm. and I would just train and just be like just be better just always be better than the next person you know mm-hmm. like and I just really believed that it would happen I just had to keep pushing and I just did random gigs you know for nothing mm-hmm. here and there just so I could have the experience and when it would happen it was I knew I'd be so ready it's not even funny so I took every single ridiculous Craigslist job you could think of for like a hundred dollars or we're just gonna feed you you know those 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> Kids don't take those jobs. They're good if you just want the experience, but if you're like a working dancer, do not take those jobs. That's so stupid. I got paid in an outfit before, and I didn't Stop even it. know. I didn't even know. I had a fever. I was sick, but I was so green. I didn't even know to ask about rate. And so I did the job. Was like asked why I was sweating so much. It's because I was sick. I'm also, you know, I sweat a lot. But and then at the end of the like, just pouring everything out and working hard it was like okay you can keep the clothes you danced in oh my god goodbye (laughs) that's so funny but yeah that's like that's a typical story (laughs) especially in new york city um my friend courtney ortiz love you shout out um she sent me an audition for Adidas, and she was like, you would slay this, please go. And it was for agency only, which is why she said it to me. She's like, don't say that you're signed. Just walk in like you belong. Hand them your headshot and just go in. I'm like, okay. So I went in. I learned the choreo. I was like, this is easy. But it was mostly based off of your freestyle. They really wanted strong, individual freestyle people. And they were taking contemporary ballet hip-hop, jazz. They wanted everything. And it was for females only. So I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get, I'm getting this. I was like, I don't know what I have to do. I'm getting this. Like, I just knew it. Like, in my head, I was like, I'm going to book this. Like, I'm going to do it. Not signed. I'm just going to get it. And I did. Mm -hmm. And it was me, Eleanor Scott, who I teach with on Excel now, which is so funny. I... Shumatsu, who dances with Beyonce, she got picked for, she does point, and she does hip-hop, um, and it's so funny now, this girl named Sasha, who's a jazz dancer, and she's now marrying my ex-boyfriend, Brian. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm like, this is such a, like, it's such a like, small, like, it is. like, it, it was like, Oh, and then this girl, Angel, she's a, a popper. Mm-hmm. She's nasty. She's from New York City. She's okay. so nasty. Um, and her. And it was, That's like, so these sick. five strong females that are so different. And I, I loved it. I was like, this is the perfect first gig for me. I couldn't be happier. And they literally just created, like, a five individual bedrooms for us. And we all were just, like, dancing in our rooms. And, That's like, so fun. and it was for Adidas uh, Tech Fit. And, mm-hmm. like, they just had us in the Tech Fit outfits. And it was awesome. It was probably one of the coolest, like, gigs for me. Because I just, it was, like, we just got to be ourselves. And there was choreography involved. Mm-hmm. But it was based off of your individuality. So it was so cool. It was, like, a really, really cool gig. Um, and it was my first thing I ever booked. And I took that and I went straight to block and I said, I just booked this for some some G's. So do you want a part of this life or what? <laughs> Not in those words, but that's how I felt inside. I was like, look, I can book stuff on my own. Or you can get a piece of the pie, let's go, kind of a thing. Yeah. And Fatima at Block in New York was like, I'm having a... Uh, I'm gonna come to Rhapsody's class. I'm just I'm letting you know. I'm coming to her class on Thursday, and I'm gonna be there. So I'm scouting talent. So maybe you should be there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I took, I took Rhapsody's class, and I think Rhapsody was like, if you're not signed, come out on the floor, and like, yeah. So, wow. and then I I reached out and I said, hey, 
thanks for having, you know, coming to class. I hope that, you know, you know, you gotta do that. A lot of people thing. don't know to do that. And I sometimes forget. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a game. I don't want to say that, but it's like, you got to put yourself out there constantly yeah. and know your worth and be like, yeah, I, you should, you should pay attention to me. What's up? I love that confidence. Yeah. And I got signed and it was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And then I started booking stuff like immediately. And like, it was mostly break dancing stuff, which was like so cool. Cause like for me, I'd rather just freestyle and get hired to do what I do than learn choreo. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just never been a choreo person. I'm always like a freestyle person first. And then I fell in love with choreography later, but yeah, it was pretty cool. That's so awesome. Can you talk about your transition between dancing and teaching? Not that one ends with the other. Yeah, of course. Um, and I relate to it really closely because for, you know, I was always like, since I started dancing a dancer, and, you know, like, going to auditions in L.A. and have an agent and love, love, love teaching. And sometimes I think people don't understand necessarily that, like, like I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll always be a dancer, but, like, I'm a teacher. And, and not a teacher is a second thing. I'm a teacher as, like, this is the ish. Yeah. So I really love that. It mm-hmm. seems like, at least from your bio that I've read, that there might be something similar there. Yes. Totally. <laughs> um, while I was you know, auditioning and doing that whole life in New York. Um, Brian and I got hired to be a part of this dance convention called Excel in Motion, which was with all So You Think You Can Dance people. And I was like, okay, like, I don't how, know why. I'm not gonna, like, how did you, but how did you end up um, with that? Well, he did choreo for their studio. Oh, cool. That was, like, the studio that created this dance convention, okay? Oh, and I was like assisting basically and I someone dropped out like this is like once again seizing the moment just take the moment that you're given somebody dropped out and they're like we have one class that we need filled like can you teach a like a maybe like a freestyle class I was like yes (laughs) so I taught like like a freestyle class based off like musicality like or improv class Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter what style you did as your strongest it was just about listening to music and dancing on different parts of the music and learning how to like really hear what you're dancing to which is such a funny concept to teach but it's like kids don't think about that the same way that professionals do like you have to teach it young because I didn't learn that stuff did not learn that at all so it's so important so I like and they they just loved me as a teacher and then they brought me on to teach with Brian so it was pretty beautiful I hear a lot of teachers usually say like I really want to teach on convention yeah what are things that people might not know that you know about teaching on convention like what it takes what it's like you just gotta be ready for anything and and by anything I mean any level and you gotta be able to gauge it immediately. Um, the energy, you gotta have the most, I mean, you're teaching over 200 kids sometimes at a time. If you are on stage like, la la la, ali li, that's what the weekend's gonna be. And yeah. it's not gonna be fun. Like, I just come out with like, ah, like the most energy ever. Cause here's the thing, it's a convention. It's a weekend in their life. It's not their everyday class, and it shouldn't feel like everyday class. Mm-hmm. It should feel like an experience. It should be fun. It should be challenging, but not to the point of defeat. And it shouldn't be too easy either, but it should still remain 
fun the whole time. And that's what it should be about. Like, having fun, challenging yourself, pushing yourself harder, and just helping these kids reach their level of potential, but also remember that it's fun experience. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I just that's one thing I learned while teaching on convention is it's not about your routine. Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, oh, my, my, my routine was so sick this weekend. It's like, no, like I taught these kids and we had fun and we learned something together, but they're also like people, (laughs) like they have to like grow and like remember like that dance is fun if it's not fun anymore like then you need to like let that go and like or you know just like be in the moment like I just always tell kids like just take this experience for what it is don't get upset about I didn't get picked for a scholarship or I didn't get this or that like you just gotta like enjoy what's happening around you mm-hmm. and just being on a convention is really like made me like that's like, kind of like what I preach and just like reminding the kids to just always like you know find a way to like be yourself because that's what's gonna sell you like don't try to be the person next to you don't try to be me even like yes try to dance like me for this routine but still don't lose your individuality and like that thing that makes you you Mm -hmm. because there's no one else like you in this room like literally like look around like we all have different hair different skin color different eyes those are good things. Those are not things that, you know, we shouldn't, like, want to be each other. We should just all, like, build each other up. And, like, so, like, everything in my class is always about, like, that positive energy of just, like, let's party and celebrate us being awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. How have you balanced out teaching with dancing? Um, teaching just kind of fell into my lap like I said it always has Mm. and I just embrace it so much and it makes me happy it makes my heart so full and in a way that dancing for an artist just doesn't I can't explain that other than like that was it hard to admit that to yourself or to other people or to I think at first because I'm like no I'm a working dancer (laughs) but like Yeah, I'll always be a dancer, but I'm a teacher, and it's like I can't get rid of that. Like, it's just part of who I am, and teaching kids has just really fulfilled my life in such a great way, and I've touched so many, like, just kids in general, like, just from teaching in one city for one weekend. Like, that's so cool. And to have people come up to you after and say, wow, like, that was one of the best hip-hop classes I've ever taken in my life. Like, that is just so awesome to hear that. But it's also, like, I'm just so glad that they had a good experience because it's not always that way, you know? And I just – there's just such a soft spot in my heart for teaching and making sure that the kids that are younger than us and they're coming up right now, that they're better than us. They should beat us in class. Mm. They should smoke us, which they do now, <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> but they should be. Yeah. They should be smoking us in class. That's what we should want as educators is that they will be better than us. They should be better than the teacher because they're that good. I like, like 
you know? Like, I don't, like, why do I need to be the best? I don't need to be the best. I want to teach kids who are going to be the best, you know? And, like, that's, and if you're teaching these kids these positive things and supporting each other and embracing each other's individuality and all that, like, those are all things that are going to build us up together to the top and not me, 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 it's all about me, Mm -hmm. you know? And as hip-hop dance, especially, maybe not other styles of dance, but hip-hop is so much about culture and community. It's like, I mean, that's the birth of (laughs) hip-hop is from being in a community. So, like, it's so important to have your hip-hop or dance family that supports you because a lot of us, right, our parents don't support us or um, your siblings don't agree with what you're doing or whoever, right? And it's like... Thank God that I have these other people that love to do what I do, and they're my family, and they build you up, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. I just went on tangent again. No, I. you just said some very important things. <laughs> That's what you did. I know that you said that a lot of things have kind of fallen in your lap with teaching, but um, do you have any recommendations for teachers that are looking to expand themselves, whether it's teaching in L.A. or on convention or... I get a lot of, right now, people saying, like, you know, oh, it's so tough, and it shouldn't be this tough with, like, my resume or, you know? Yeah, um, I agree. Here's the thing. It's an industry, Mm. and it's still, at the end of the day, it's an audition, and it's casting, and it's all that. Mm. Um, You know, it's the same. I don't, like I said, it's not a game, but it's the same. It's the same as auditioning for an agency, it is the same because you can have no credits and get hired by an agency, right? That's true. You can have no credits and get hired by a convention and then run with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it really is about time. Like, I don't know how else to say this other than life is about timing. And if it's meant to be, it will happen. And... Just never stop putting yourself out there because the moment you stop is the moment that, you know, you've basically said, I'm not going to teach on the convention because I stopped trying, you know, and people ask me all the time, like, how did this happen? Like, how are you teaching like this? I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. (laughs) I, I don't know how else to say that. I'm like, I literally just put myself out there, you know, taught good classes every single time, whether it was for three kids or 300 it shouldn't matter Mm. because those three kids now follow you intensely and then want you back and they told all their friends and then next time I come back it's 35 kids Mm -hmm. which is what happens but it doesn't you you can't ever be like you know on your own ish like (laughs) you know like you always like the best teachers are the most humble people Mm -hmm. and you have to be humble because these are kids you know and like I know, like, I teach adults as well, like, who are in their teens, but they're still kids, you know? Like, they're still growing and learning. If you're in class, you're still a kid, and you're learning and growing, right? Like, I'm still a kid. I'm still growing <laughs> and learning, too. I take, I'm going to go take class after this. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I hope that none of us ever stop that. Right. And, and I almost feel like I've rediscovered for myself. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm putting so much into my learning still, but I'm like, damn straight, it should be like that my whole life. Why do... People feel like it should be any other way. And right back to the whole education thing. It's like, you know, it's so important, like, forever. Like, it's not, like, just college. Like, you should never think about it like, oh, okay, college done. Like, it should be K 
continuing education. I'm in intensive <laughs> right now. And, like, I was, like, well, I'm, my focus is teaching, but I'm, like, I, I want to just, I want to dance. I want to, you know, see how this other person teaches. I want to be in a community. I want to be able to sit with other people. Yes. And be, like, what's totally. up instead of right. and talk so- and vibe. And there's something about sometimes taking class that yes. doesn't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I miss that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, um, just being around people and talking and and learning other people's style like that's why I take class too is like I want to just change my style or I also like want to see how they're teaching their yeah. class because sometimes you're like oh I'm never gonna <laughs> do that when I teach or I'm never gonna say that when mm-hmm. I teach because that made me feel really bad just now um and there's sometimes you take class right where your energy's like mm-hmm, you know yeah and you know then you take class and you're like yes this is everything you know and those are the classes that I'm like, just took a little piece right there, right? Took a little piece from this class. And I have so much more fun in class now because I, I just treat it like a game. Like, game time, play time. Right. Like, everything. Just have fun. Yeah, and when it yeah. used to be like, I have to be the best, and if I'm not the best, I won't Stress. ever work. Stress. Um, I needed that feeling. I used to be like that, too. And I'm like, you know what? It's not that serious, y'all. <laughs> Let's all just... Let's train. Let's mm-hmm. get better. But it doesn't have to be, like, cutthroat, like, yeah. 24-7. Or, or ever. I just want to be friends with everyone. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's just not good for your soul. Like, right. I just feel like it's, blah. Mm-mm. Blah. Mm-hmm. Bad energy. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you speak about the Go Show Yourself clothing line? Did I yes. say it right? Yes. Go Show Yourself. Five, six, seven, eight. Yay. <laughs> um, so... Well, I was living in New York City. I got into fitness. Um, I actually know this not. No? No. Oh. I know you do, like, Zumba and yeah. Fit. So I oh. started to get into Zumba because everyone was like, you'd be an amazing Zumba instructor. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, so I did it because I was teaching a cardio hip-hop grooves class at the time in New York. And I was like, I guess this is, like, the same thing, but it's just not... And I I know people knock Zumba or whatever, but I love Zumba because it taught me how to be the best nonverbal teacher ever because you cannot speak in class. Mm -hmm. You have to nonverbally cue people so that they know what's happening. And with kids, it's so important that they can not just see what you're doing, but you are nonverbally looking at them, right? You you don't have to use your words to, to say, I see you. Or this is my left leg and touch your left leg, right? Kids are very tactile learners. So like it was so, just for me teaching, Zumba helped me be probably one of the best teachers I could ever be for kids because Mm -hmm. it made me realize I don't need to use my words all the time to say what I mean. And um, I just fell in love with Zumba. I could teach somebody who was, I had a class that was for 60 and up I have my little, yes. my little old ladies, you know, getting down. Yes. And then I had, you know, a fitness-heavy crowd. I had kids doing class. And, like, this is for everyone. And dance can be for everyone. And, like, I think it made me just fall in love with teaching even more. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, if I can teach someone who doesn't know their left foot from their right how to dance and love it, like, I know that I can, I can do this and be a good teacher, you know? It was very humbling. And then I started working for Equinox in New York City. And I worked, 
I had 16 classes a week. Yeah, so I started working at Equinox, and it was amazing. Um, the pay was great, and, you know, the brand is, is really well known in New York, mm-hmm. and my classes were packed, and it was so much fun. And I unfortunately got fired for just a very silly misunderstanding, um, which I have taken in my life and I like you know it was like me being young and like naive a little do you mind if I ask what it is yeah I mean basically what happened was that there was an email you know the email miscommunication into la la land where I said I could sub somebody's class and I agreed to do that like a month in advance had it in my calendar but what what Equinox does is they will notify you like they'll call you say hey you're, you're subbing so-and-so's class. Just don't forget about that, right? But they say it's a courtesy call, so they don't technically have to do that. Um, Meanwhile, this was a month ago. I don't remember that. Also, the person I was subbing for didn't remind me. Like, I don't know, just so many things yeah. happened. And basically because I didn't show up for that class, they were pretty pissed. And there had been another situation where something had happened and I couldn't get to class in time because of trains or whatever. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Got in the way. Just couldn't get to class. So that was my two. Done. Fired. Lost 16 classes. Oh, my gosh. Um, basically my entire income. So sorry. Um, that's okay. It was, it's, like I said, it was on me. Like, it's not anyone else's fault. Like, that's, I thought I was just losing my class at this particular Equinox. But they were like, no, you're fired from Equinox, period. Like, you lose everything. I was devastated because I, this is all I'm doing, you know? Yes, I'm still being a professional dancer, but for money, like, to live and pay rent and eat my food and do all that, this was my lifeline. And you just cut it off. And you care also. I'm just like, I can And my students, I didn't didn't get to say goodbye to any of my students. Yeah. Literally taught my last class. And I had no idea that was my last class. 60 students, like, in that one class. Just, bye, never see you again. Like, I was devastated. Um, My fiancé now, we met at Equinox, though. And so I can't hate Equinox because we, I found love there. Um, And she took my Zumba class. That's how we met. <laughs> so, yeah, we met in Zumba, and she was my student. I know. Ooh, another rule breaker. Fired. <laughs> so also, like, my butt for, like, everything is, like, if it's going to be love, mm. if it's a serious relationship, yeah. I think, and I'm huge on, like, ethics or whatever, but, and, yeah. like, if yeah. you meet someone and that happens to be your everything, like, it's like no, that's yeah, I don't care, right? Yeah, you can. Res- so yeah, yeah, I found love at the gym. <laughs> it can happen, people, and uh, we <laughs> we um, we dated for a while, and then like we moved in together and all that. And she actually lost her job two weeks before me. Okay, no. I can't make this up, and. So we both literally within a two-week time frame lost everything. We had no money. I was like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't live. Like, we can't live. So we went to a bar for, like, a burger and beer special for, like, $6. And we were like, yes, thank God, 
for specials in New York City. <laughs> I love New York for that shit. <laughs> so we went to New York and and uh, in the city, and we we got a drink, and she was like, "What do you want to do? Like, what what can we do? Like, like this? You know, you're doing your career, your life. Like, what 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 haven't you done that you need to do?" And I was like, "Well, I've always had." wanted to start this clothing line and I've sold shirts before like at dance conventions and they would sell out every time and she's like okay well like obviously that's successful like let's come up with a name and like really brand it out and she's like your last name is so cool like go show like and we came up with go show yourself in the bar that day on a napkin I think I still have it somewhere and we wanted to be like you know just like going out and like just doing whatever it is that you want to do it doesn't have to be dance related just being who you are like just like go you kind of a thing and we also um, our hashtag at the time was um dare to be you like Mm -hmm. because i feel like it's sometimes scary to be who you are sometimes like truly Mm -hmm. um and it's like kind of like a yeah you should be yourself Yeah. yeah it's hard to be vulnerable like right away so um, and also, this is also coming at a time where I'm coming out in life. It just all made sense, like, the timing of all of this. And there's never been a time where I was more myself in this moment, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't need Equinox. I don't need these other things. I just need to be myself and do what I'm going to do, you know? It's like, this company doesn't make me who I am. Me being hired by Excel in Motion doesn't make me a good teacher. I'm a good teacher already as me. Mm -hmm. I don't need a company to tell me that or validate that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like I can just do whatever it is I'm going to do and that's going to be enough and I'm going to put that energy out and I'll probably get it back. Right? So starting Go Show Yourself was like so important like at that time. Um, We didn't make like any money. I think we took, like we, we got a credit card, a company credit card and just took all that you know bought our first shirt and we're like okay here we go we're gonna just hope to god we sell every single sweatshirt right now and whatever we make back we then reinvest in the company and then buy more or now we get two things you know and that's what we did and now it's like blah it's like huge it's like crazy it's like we have hats and we have shirts and we have leggings we have sweatpants we have like it's crazy it's awesome but it's like one of those things like I just, it, I really never thought it would be on this level, ever. That's incredible. And do you have, to circle back, do you have any insights, recommendations? I don't know if that's a way to say it in terms of coming out and, you know, yeah, like you were saying before we started the interview, like it doesn't have to be awkward or... Yeah, like I feel like about that. I always am very upfront about who I am because that is what my clothing line stands for too you know it's like almost hypocritical to not be you know Mm -hmm. so it's like I want kids to feel comfortable to be like but why are you gay you're you know like but why you know and ask those questions because I think they're important because if we all understand each other and our backgrounds and our history and our our diversity and our culture we all just will get along so much better and we all understand each other's differences and love those things as opposed to, like, judge people because they're different. Mm-hmm. And especially with kids, it's so important because 
as a kid, you're just learning things day by day by experience and by interactions with people. Kids are like the most non-judgmental people ever. When they're like little, they're just like, why are you black? You know, like, you know, why, why do you um, wear a turban on your head? Like, those are just, they're just asking questions. That's not even to be rude. That's Mm -hmm. just, they want to know who you are. Like, how beautiful is that? Like, why aren't we like that as adults even? Like, or like, why does it have to be a weird conversation for me to ask you about your culture or your religion? Like, why can't we just talk about that? Or your sexuality or you know, your, your gender preference. Like those are all conversations that are real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we don't have those conversations enough. And so I, I mean, I never like would preach that at a convention, Jesus. <laughs> but like, if I'm like, you know, having a very small group gathering of kids and they're going to ask me these questions, I'm not going to like not answer them because that's not, that's not, You know, like, I'm not being true to myself then, you know? I have to, like, be like, hey, it's okay to be who you are. And you should love yourself and love each other because of that. Like, that's it. Like, why why the hate? Why, you know? It's just so silly. And we shouldn't be judging each other. We should all just be understanding each other better. That way we can all have more fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. (laughs) I love it. And the opening up of dialogue. Yeah. It's so important, especially, once again, with dealing with a younger generation that's coming up. And they're all in their phone life. Right? They're not active face-to-face the same way that we were taught because we didn't have those things. Like, as much. TV was, like, the main thing. Right, TV or video games, right? But now it's, like, on a whole other level of being lost in a different universe, really. Yeah. And not being present in the current universe that you're living in. And it's, like, it just keeps you, like, getting to, like, just not, like, having human interaction anymore. And it's just so important to, like, you know keep the dialogue open and not be looking at pictures and judging people and like this and that it's like okay you can text me (laughs) instead of like my photo (laughs) that's funny that you say that because I'm like usually I'm like you can call me instead of texting me but it's turned into even like you can text me instead of liking right you can call me instead of texting you can see me in person right I'm like we can like hang out maybe (laughs) yeah uh, life. <laughs> a few more questions yes. as I wrap it up. Is there anything that you wanted to speak about that we haven't talked about? What's something that you get done every day or do you have like anything that no matter what it gets done oh for gosh. yourself? Or like 10 million things, maybe not just one thing. I'm a big believer every day of just feeling good about you. So I do whatever it is I need to do to feel good about myself, whether it's to get a shower, very basic, but makes you feel good to feel clean. Um, sometimes I want to wear makeup because it makes me feel good. Sometimes I don't want to wear makeup because I'm like, nope, don't need that today. You know, mm-hmm. um, I want to wear that pair of kicks or I want to wear, I'm going to put on like an outfit today mm-hmm. because I want to feel good. Like whatever it is that I feel like everybody should do this, whatever, even if it's like having a cup of tea or I'm going to go get this treat if I do this, like something to like celebrate you. I love that. 
Every day. I don't even think about it like that. I know. I don't think about it like that either, but... By the way, I love your bracelet. I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay. But yeah, I, I literally... <laughs> I try to do something for myself every day, even if it's just like just to make myself feel good. That's so awesome. But yeah, it's kind of a... You just do it, but... I feel like acknowledging, like, I'm doing this is also, like, a good thing to think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an entrepreneur, what are three things that you do to ensure business growth? Ooh, whoa. <laughs> nice <laughs> question there, girl. Okay. Um, ensure business growth. Well, unfortunately, like, we were just having this conversation about social media and stuff. Um, it's important mm-hmm. to have a social media um, presence presence thank you for the word <laughs> thank you I'm like what is the word I'm looking for and just constantly be putting stuff in people's face mm-hmm. so they see it and they're like yes oh right that yeah like the more they see it the more and it's literally like I've seen it statistically on my phone if I post so many pictures eventually I'll get a sale within like two days mm. if I don't post anything nothing happens Online sales are so hard. Um, it's like a whole other monster compared to sales in person. Sales in person is not to try. I just put on the outfit, teach an awesome class, and the kids are like, yep, give me that stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're not in people's face, it's harder. So that's why social media, if you're not constantly doing this, 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 putting it out there, they don't see it. Mm-hmm. Right? It gets lost in the scroll. So it has to be in the scroll every day. Like, so, um, you definitely post every day Mm -hmm. or try to, (laughs) (laughs) um, branding is so important. Mm -hmm. Our logo is on every shirt and every hat, um, just to keep that also drilled into the head. Mm Um, and as an entrepreneur is to to just constantly having growth is also to like be present in the whatever it is your industry is in. So mine is dance, but it's also fashion. So I look to see what trends are happening or I look at what people are wearing on the street or what other, you know, people who are, you know, fashionistas or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a trendsetter or a blogger right I look at that stuff to really like see what is selling because that's important too like to know what is selling but also to still do what you want to do and be like well I'm gonna take a risk and do this anyways mm-hmm. you know like we just put it on a bright orange hoodie orange is probably not everyone's first choice in a color but it's a very popular color right now and we were like, you know what, let's, let's do it. Because I guarantee you not that many people are, like, going to want to do that. And it's been great, the response we've gotten for that. So, That's I don't cool. know. You just have to never be afraid to take chances, too. That's another big one as an entrepreneur. Because it's scary. It's so scary to, like, put your, your money, your everything into something and be like, well... Hope that goes over well. Because <laughs> if it doesn't, you know, you're like, well, I may be eating ramen, <laughs> like, for a month. So, you know, it's it's so important to just, like, do what you feel is, like, right. That way you're like, you know what, I don't regret doing that. At least I tried. Mm. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Married. <laughs> you're really so distracting in the best of ways. 
I just yeah. came in. Oh, so hello. Hello. Hey. Um, well, yes, married. Um, Elise <laughs> and I are going to buy our first car in cash. That was like our big goal for us is to just be like, I don't need your loan. I don't need your lease. F you. Give me that freaking car. You know, just buy it for yourself and be like, yeah, this is my car. I own it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big goal of ours. And the other big goal yeah, is... Boss ladies. Yeah, is to figure out where we want to, like, live our life officially <gasps> and, like, settle down and, like, instead of start move? a family. Are you going to move? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. you now. I don't know if I'm going to stay in L.A. I don't know what we're going to do. I um, don't know. I said five years. Okay. Yeah, um, but that's... But that's, like, yeah. I'll be 34, so, like, kind of need to figure that out. So, we've been in discussion about that. So, that's definitely, well, hopefully I have a down payment on the house in five years. I love that. But yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. It's, I'm sorry. I got so attached. I was like, don't leave it. Don't leave. You know what? I understand. I understand. Do what makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know where we would be, but it's okay. Um, it's okay. <laughs> just excited to. It's just. I mean, I the it. opportunities are endless. Like we could literally go and do whatever we want to do. Like I really feel that way. So mm. I'm excited, okay. and to teach in mm, at yes. least five other countries. That would be so cool. I mean, I've really only taught in the U.S. This summer, I'm teaching in Canada for the first time. So that's like a big... Congrats. um, Checklist for me. I've never taught internationally. Never really been anywhere. It's the conversation in my head is like five years from now, honey, it'll be way more than five countries. Oh, yeah. Oh. But that's like my realistic goal. I see for you you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I I would love to be teaching everywhere eventually but um within five years yeah I better be teaching in five (laughs) countries I'll be upset (laughs) if there's anything that you could say to the dancers to transitioning into teaching or the dance teachers out there right now while you have the ears um just always remember as a teacher that it's not about you it's about your students I mean, it's about educating them, right? That's why you're there, is to teach a class mm-hmm. for these kids. And just never forget that and constantly push your kids to have a goal so that they feel successful in your class and not defeated and build them up as a person. And they will become the best dancer they can be because you're building them up and giving them the skill sets that they need to be the best, but also while being a good person in the process. These are all things that make just good people in general. I think that's important to remember mm-hmm. um, also as a teacher and to stay humble and always grateful for one student or a hundred students because like that. that, you know, that one person showed up because they want to learn something from you, you know? And you have to treat that with care because that one person, you know, is there for you. So you got to be there for them. So I think that's like the most important thing. And just love what you do. If you don't like teaching, guess what? Don't do it. 
Yes. You know, like don't be that bitter don't teacher. Just, don't just make the money because you're like, yeah, there's 60 people in my class. Let me get that check. It's uh-huh. like don't do that. Just you know, teach a good class and it'll it'll just come to you naturally. Yeah. It's a hundred years from now, and you're chilling on a cloud. Oh, I love chilling on clouds. Chilling on clouds. (laughs) And uh, you're looking back at life. What would you like to be remembered for in the dance community? Um, What I've been preaching about is pretty (laughs) much that, like, just being a a good teacher. Mm -hmm. I will always hope that I'll be remembered as being a a good teacher and humble and um, hopefully a a good advocate for our, our younger kids. Um, as a voice not just for the LGBT community but just for being who you are Mm -hmm. and loving and accepting that I just hope that um, I people really know that I've always been myself and I always put myself out there and was a good role model for kids so Mm -hmm. that's important to me that I'm remembered that way I don't want to be would never want someone be like well that person's terrible role model (laughs) you know (laughs) that's like not how I want to go down the books so hopefully I'm remembered as a good role model, uh, a good teacher, and a good person. That's that's the dream. That's beautiful, and I, I see you as that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and I want to acknowledge you. Like, it's so cool as, I could say, like, we're peers. We're, like, yeah. the same age. We're, like, yeah. and it's been cool because I don't know if I've subbed your class before. We've also we've sometimes, like, subbed Sam's classes yeah. together at Gold's Gym. Yeah. And we've been on the same sets for things. Yes, and, and I once accidentally got your check. You don't remember. Oh, no, I, yeah. I told you. I told you yes, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Um, and it's so nice that you, like, crave um, being able to look around and being like, I'm inspired by her. So I'm really inspired by you. Oh, and thank the energy, you. Yeah, the energy thank that you. you put out there and what you um, have built and are continuing to build. Yeah. Like, you are somebody that has me be like, oh, yeah, I, I'm all for being myself and you being yourself. And there's never enough reminders of it. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge so true. you for being that. Thank you. Um, and yeah, and for everything that it took for you to come here today, for when we bumped into each other at Carnival. Yeah. And you like, you know, brought this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. You're incredible. Oh, thank you. So. Yay. <laughs> oh. Subscribe. Yes. Subscribe to her channel, Dance Speaks yes. now. If you haven't, do yes. it. Be sure to also check out. Thank you. <laughs> um, be sure to also check out to listeners. We have a Facebook page, Dance Speak Podcast, and we have a survey. We want to hear your thoughts, so be sure to check it out. I'll leave the link in the blurb. And also follow Go Show Yourself. I forgot to. The I website. Even follow you. Yeah. Oh yeah. The website oh, for Go Show Yourself is www.goshowyourself.com and also my personal handle is bgirltiny and it's spelled t-y-n-e-e I know weird welcome to the hip hop world we spell everything incorrectly (laughs) so follow me as well yes and we'll include the handles in the blurb thank you for oh my goodness (laughs) thanks guys bye hey guys thank you so much for listening to our dance speak podcast For inquiries, suggestions, comments on your favorite guests, or who you'd like to see on the show, please email us at dancespeakpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-A-N-C-E-S-P-E-A-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And check back in next week for our latest interview. Thank you so much.